Velkommen mine damer og herrer til Ainuid Osnid a Shops and Breads podcast. If you can tell me what language I just spoke, you will get a shout out on the pod. It's that simple. How do you decide your accents when you're going into this? No like, fucking clue. Do you run clue. through multiple? No, no. Nope. I, everything. All right. Here's basically how we're doing it. If it's east of France, it's going to sound German. <laughs> if it's France, it'll sound French. Um, and that's about it. It's either German or French. Um, I'm sure my Italian is probably French as well. <laughs> Gorlami. It's all French to me. It's, so, no, there's no accents. Um, I mean, I think my Latin sounded French. Yeah, so French or German, it's pretty straightforward. Um, but that one, you might, I don't know. We'll see if anybody gets it. That being said, let's move on to the pod at hand. This week on the pod, we're doing something fun for our first segment. The boys are going to predict, try to predict, maybe get a good idea of which players from this 2021 or 2022 CFL season we see getting poached by the NFL next year. So kind of interesting to see how we all see that playing out. Then we'll do our normal league leader review, talk preds, fantasy. A uh, few people had a big weekend in fantasy. Um, and by a few, I mean Tyler. Woo! Um, we're going to get about, about about damn time. And it's going to be good. So, getting into that, we've completed 18 weeks of the CFL season, three weeks of the regular season left. And as we were watching, specifically, uh, me and other Dalton Schoen put together just an absolutely filthy performance. Um, I compared him via text to Wes Welker. Uh, probably being number 83 and being white has a lot to do with that comparison. Um, visually, that helped. But also, he's playing very well. Um, and so, we're going to talk about who we think might you get poached you know, by the you NFL. Know why, you know why he did that performance? Because we did not mention him on the list of players besides Zach Claros who could win who we would pick to win. We picked, we picked, I picked Yeah, Dom no, Rimes. there's like after... I picked Dom I Rimes mean, and he shoved it in my face. And also, shout out Nick Dembski, who just like dude, wasn't, having like, a, wasn't having a season. And I was Shown has taken things here. to another level. I know, He's but Dembski 158, was... 125, 162 the last three weeks. That's like absolutely filthy. Dembski like didn't do it. it was either was he hurt well, at the beginning of the season? He was hurt, okay. And like now he just, just reeled off like a pretty like awesome season. Out of I would say it's helped Matt's Matt, it's on your team, right? Yeah, uh, we're loving it. Yeah, because that was at an uh, unexpected by me. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm interested to hear what you guys. For me, like I don't know, I was trying to be very practical about it and stick to what does the NFL care about? They care about them being relatively young, injury free. And still having room to grow into their potential. That's for me what is been the sign. Like a a guy, I think, you know, I've highlighted who a guy who got a chance at the NFL last year, he's back in the CFL, a good player, Braden Lenius. He had an absolutely okay 2021. 
nothing spectacular, but who's 25. Um, he is big and he's fast. And so they're like, great, we're going to give this guy a go. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. And we'll, and we'll talk about this more often, but I guess I will kick us off with one player uh, who is going to get a shot in the NFL. And that is uh, Nathaniel Rourke from Victoria, BC. Uh, for a few reasons. Hmm. Again, one, he's 24 years old. Uh, that's actually the same age as Kenny Pickett, who's rookie quarterback for the Steelers. Um, and two, the quarterback play in the NFL currently is like bad. really bad. <laughs> it's like really bad. If you watched week five of the NFL, uh, there is no reason why Nathan Rourke shouldn't have an opportunity to compete for a spot on Many teams. Many teams. Carolina Panthers. He could start tomorrow. He could start start tomorrow. This injury is going to... The injury hurts him, but... Does it delay it a year, I guess, is my... uh, I I hope so. That's the question. That's a great great question. Um, And yeah, I think selfishly, uh, that would be great. But... I, I don't know. I, I think I think even more so than his age, even more so than his skill, the biggest factor for him is is the what I see as the complete deficiency of a lot of NFL quarterbacks. Like yeah. the NFL, NFL quarterback play right now is so horrific. It's like why the hell wouldn't Nathan Rourke get an opportunity down there? So I, I don't know. I I think he's he's gonna get poached. Sooner rather than later, but yeah, the the injury could definitely delay it a bit. Do are we? Did we? Did you guys have him on your list or unsure yeah, about I, that? Well, I had him. I bumped him just due to the injury, but yeah, he'd be number one. Which he was at practice today. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I think he. Um, are we? Are we keeping Dalton? Are we just? Is he's, he put to the side? He's he's going. Dalton's going yeah. again. Well, you can't, you 25 can't. years. Work would, work would have been my my number two, my next man up. But I I do think he will. Yeah. I will think will get a shot after the next season. The um, I, I think they'll let him play a season, see how the yeah. the recovery goes. You know, that that's what I think. The weird thing about Shown is like so. Unlike Rourke, Rourke. So Rourke got a workout with the Giants at wide receiver. He never got a shot in the NFL as a quarterback. Shown's been to four on four different practice rosters, ranging from six and a half months stay with the Chiefs to a six day stay with the Chiefs in two separate stints. Um, so he's been on the rounds of trying to make a roster before. Um, I don't know. I that's like kind of how I. I don't know how that plays into NFL minds. Do they say like, oh, he was here, he couldn't make it, whatever he does up there, like we've we've got we've had the tape on him, or are they more willing to be like, oh, like this guy who's only twenty five has hit a new level, he's clearly a playmaker. Dig this stat on Dalton Show. Among sense. receivers that have played more than ten games. Dalton Schoen is has the most yards per catch at 19.9 yards per catch. <laughs> Malik Henry is second in that category with 16.5 yards. So he has three more yards per catch than the next receiver who's actually played, you know, extended minutes this year. I feel like that's a guy who's getting a shot. 
I think that makes sense. Yeah. All right. I want to jump in here. I love it. Uh, I think one of my guys, I don't know how many we're doing. I've got two. Um, I think Wesley Sutton of the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. So having a really good uh, year. Apart from those penalties in the Edmonton game. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, Leading the team in defensive tackles. uh, Just one off the pace for sacks. I mean, only four sacks a year, but this is is a strong Montreal defense. uh, Penalties notwithstanding. Um, They, uh, when when they are disciplined, they they make their mark. Um, Yeah, he's just a guy that really didn't get a shot. Came in in 2019, didn't make a team, and then obviously we had uh, pandemic, uh, was with the XL fell for a little bit and then really made his mark, um, this year. Uh, so I think he's a young guy, 26. Uh, I think he could make a, make a splash. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. so I'm glad you were able to pull a defensive player out because I was struggling I've actually got two. I can do my next one. Do you do your next yeah, one? Because I want to talk about my. Uh, I want to talk about me. No, tell me who else you found because I was. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And then I'll so tell the you next one, uh, an injury risk, um, but Jamal Peters uh, from the Toronto Argonauts, also a uh, a guy who um, had a, a brief shot in the NFL. Like you're talking about, Dalton Schoen has been on a number of practice rosters. Uh, so Jamal Peters. He was uh, with the Colts in 2019, uh, injury settlement. So he, he does have some some question marks there. Um, wasn't signed in 2020 and then came up uh, to Toronto and is, is doing really well. Six interceptions, 50 tackles. Uh, John, as you are aware from your fantasy, the Toronto yes. Argonauts defense is, is very strong. Um, and so he's, he's been, played a huge part in that. Again, young guy, 25 years old, um, another 2019 draft guy um, that really, I don't know, you know, who knows what happens. You, you don't make a roster. You don't get invited past the rookie camp. Yeah. Um, but then you go up north of the border. You can prove that you're, you know, this. both these guys, I think, are active big guys like yeah uh peter six two two twenty sudden i think is uh, a little smaller um but I, I think yeah so i think jamal peters made his mark on a good toronto defense and you know i think you mentioned john i was looking through uh, most of the best uh, cfl defensive players are 28 years or older it's exactly what my notes say and yep. so yeah, yeah no so that's what, like i was like especially on, I was like, especially oh, on this defense. guy's having a good yeah. game or this, or this guy's having a good season yeah and it's like which is like great for us like he's 30 guys guys in their prime uh balling out like that's what you want to see so awesome for the cfl but yeah i'm i'm Glad you were able to pull a couple names, and I think those two are make a lot of sense. Because for me, I was just like, it's gonna be some guy who like played five games for the Thai Cats this season that I forgot to watch, and he's gonna get a chance because he's 22 years old. Right. But I just couldn't, I just couldn't come up with them. But I think your two really make a lot of sense. Thank you. I've got three that are kind of quick fire. I love it. The first one is James Butler. No. 
<laughs> and but here, let me let me let me finish. I, 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 <laughs> let me finish. Go, go ahead. Uh, I'm thinking here not as a some of these players you're mentioning would have to play every down kind of players. Um, yes. Uh, the players I've picked are players who would play like specific roles on a team and not necessarily be um, every down players on on whatever they're doing, except for except for one of them. Uh, when when those things arise, but uh, no, I think uh, Lucky Whitehead or Lucky Whitehead, James Butler as a like a gadget back who's just in there to pass catch is fine because yeah. when he's thrown to, he's actually super effective, and that's probably like the best part of his game as from every other CFL running back as a, as a pass catcher, and I think he could be used as on a lesser team as a third down pass catching back. Um, I think he could make the roster doing yep. specifically doing that. He's five nine. He's twenty seven. He's five nine, two ten. Like to me, that's that's like a great role for him in the NFL if he could get it. I think he needs more touches and more times in the CFL, or more time in the CFL. But I, I don't see why he couldn't at least make make a go of it. Um, and then my other two are much more fun. The first one I'm going to give you. You ready? I'm ready. Is Lawrence Woods the third, who is a defensive back, and right now. Uh, a, a punt and kick returner for like that. the Tiger. Hamilton Tiger Cats. There you go. He's averaging 14.3 yards per punt return and 23 yards and uh, a touchdown this year uh, on on the kickoff returns. He's leaving the league. Uh, he's only 24. It's a special teams role. He's kicking ass at it. I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, get in where you fit in, like go, go do that uh, and try to get in on, on the special team side of an NFL team. I like actually, that. Actually, actually, get, some, get some dead, some deadman action. Exactly. And then my number one, the most fun one that I picked, Rene Paredes, get him, in the, get him ha. in the NFL. I love that. The man is, the man is uh, uh, about to be a back-to-back all-star at the kicking position. He's 43 of 49 for 87% this year. He was an all-star last year. There are a lot of shitty kickers in the NFL. Rene Paredes is not a shitty kicker. And this one, the age isn't really a concern. Like, he could go play. Like, as long kicker. as you're, you're making the kicks, you're making the kicks. It doesn't matter. He's, he's 37 and he's making the kicks. They're like, the kickers are such hired guns in the NFL, for the most yeah. part, uh, that he could, 100% could go to a training camp and just kick the field goals that he needs to and get on a team. So, well, how, how old is he? He's 37. Yeah, I mean, shoot, if he's on that Vinatieri plan, he could play 10 years in the NFL. Born in Caracas, Venezuela. But yeah, I think that's a, I like that creativity there because a kicker makes sense. I'm still, I mean, I don't know, maybe, I think he would have had a better shot coming off his when he was set the record for most consecutive made field goals, but I was surprised Louis Ward never uh, got some play down in the NFL. Yeah, kickers to me, like, like doesn't... It, can you make the kicks? You know, if you can make a fifty-yard yeah. field goal, you can make a fifty. That's the it's the it's the one where the the things don't change very much. I mean, yeah, the field goal posts are in a different position, but you just judge the length of the field goal. It really doesn't. Uh, I'm surprised kickers in the CFL are not just sort of random every season because some of them go down south to to ply their trade and get on a roster. Um, it's 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 a weird one, but I guess me- for, for career stability, maybe you just. You know, you just stay where you're where you're wanted. So let me throw one out there for you. This was, I have a few 
So I have a few also that like were like, here's a for sure. No, this guy's not going to get an opportunity, but I just like, so like Dom Rhymes, okay. He is, he's not going to get an opportunity. I, I accept that the man is 29 years old. And he's having a breakout. I mean, he's he's has more touchdowns this season than he's had his entire CFL career, uh, starting in 2017. So I, for he's right for what we talked about. He's too old. They're not trying to get a player who's maybe at the end of his development. Having said that, if you took Dom Rhymes and just threw him on an NFL field on week six, I feel like he could make plays. So like, I, I feel yeah. like Dom Rhymes right now is an NFL talent level player. Um, similar, and I think I would lump him and Geno Lewis in the like. Geno Lewis can make plays in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. My, my guy but like I, that I just was... don't think he fits the mold of somebody who's going to get a, a a tryout. Yeah, my guy uh, was kidding. It's the, por- it's the porn stuff, isn't it? Dude, dude, yeah, yes. You've told you've you mentioned this before. Like the so, like Kadeem has increased his output. Um, he's playing the best football he's ever played, and you know, but he's twenty nine years old. And for a running back, that's that's old. That's that's very. Retirement. So that's why I said no so strongly to Butler. <laughs> But I don't know. Like I feel like if any of if anyone were to break out, it would would be Kadeem. And then pre injury, I think Jalen Acklin. Oh, that was my ooh, that's my wild card. Could have got a. I hope he's. A I, shot. I mean, I really hope this is like a, not a long term injury. But that was one of the hardest hits I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, and it led you know. But Acklin is like Acklin is is definitely a tweener for me. I mean, twenty seven years old, so he's on that older side. Um, but I mean, now he's starting to show, I think, some pretty solid consistency. Um, he's been above above five hundred yards all three CFL seasons. Hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns, but that comes from, you know, this year certainly being on a team that doesn't like to score a lot of passing <laughs> touchdowns in general. Um, yeah, so that's – Acklin was the biggest, like, question mark for me. I agree with that. Where it was like he could he could definitely do it, um, but I think he should be right on, right on that border. Um, but it's interesting. It's just interesting how, like – I guess it's how would I say like it's interesting how in the NFL, which is such a high turnover league, like I why there why you don't see more of like Geno Lewis on a one year contract type deals. Hmm. Hmm. But like I, I I understand like yeah if they're gonna bring a veteran in for one year they're gonna bring an NFL veteran in I guess I would love to get not I guess I would just love to talk to people and understand like what the thinking is behind why not okay I'm gonna stick with just Rhymes and Lewis dude these are guys who are competing for fifty fifty balls at an absurd rate they're making insane catches. 
I would argue they're making insane catches and making themselves a bigger target for lesser quarterbacks top to bottom than you would find in the NFL. Yep. So, like, how does how does that guy not find his way, um, not or not stick in the league, right? Like, it's just yeah, it's just sort of weird. It's it's an it's an odd thing, and I think it's interesting to try and predict this stuff. Um, but I would really love to know who the decision makers are and or the people who are really in the know. Because I bet if we could talk to like some CFL GM, they would be able to like right off the top, like right off the top of their head, be like, "Oh, it's going to be this guy, this guy, this guy, and then this guy." Like they have exactly what they're looking for. I don't have that code, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Which is pretty interesting. But all right, anybody else before we move on to the next sections? No. All right. Also, uh, I guess I, you, one oh, that I ahead. had on my list, oh, and, yes. I, and it was specifically for you, John, because huh. this is right up your alley. Huh. A former Pittsburgh Steeler who has had legal troubles. Oh boy, Cameron Kelly. Any chance? Number eleven for the Hamilton <laughs> Tiger Cats. Yeah, that's the man. Yeah, that guy's a freak, man. <laughs> now yeah. his charges were dropped. What so, were his charges specifically? It was there was actually there wasn't anything real specific. He was arrested for allegedly making threats to the police or on the police. Yeah, on the police, like towards the police. Oh, directly and he was released towards. from the the Steelers. But after his release, the charges were dropped. So I feel like they're having a rough year. I mean, they're having a tough go of it. It's time to bring the band back together and get I, a Cam I Kelly feel back. Like, yes, like he's twenty six years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big time playmaker. He looks so sick in like the hand. His fit is great. He's got a f- great face mask visor combo. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was thinking. Yeah, because I love that. Yes. Yes. I like that. Cameron Kelly should get another shot. Great pull, Matt. On the defensive side, you're coming through in the clutch. I, you know, I, I looked thinking, through the offense and I just said, like, I just thought, like. Yeah. You know, no one's really stood out in a you know in a way. No young guys have stood out like a Brandon Zilstra did. No. Um, oh, that's or, what I wanted to talk about. Or you know, a, a Deontay like Deontay Spencer. Like where, yes. you know, when you watch Brandon Zilstra play, even though he, um, who else was on the team with him? Darrell and Duke. Even Darrell, though they Duke, shared yeah, the ball, it was clear that Darrell and Duke were we're playing a different game than Brandon and Brandon was just naturally more talented. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I didn't have... see that anywhere except for Rourke, um, even shown, um, although he, you know, but yeah, I didn't see that on the, the offensive side. And so I just decided to go into the, the defense and really do some, some digging. And I found some, some nugs, some nuggies. Okay, so here is something. Thank you for bringing that, that, up that name, though, because I wanted to say something about Brandon Zilstra specifically and um, specifically CFL to the NFL guys, um, part- maybe more particular on offense, because it seems like the defensive players um, like Alfred down in Atlanta right now, um, uh, you know, 
the defensive players seem to get a little bit more play. Alex Singleton, obviously, he starts for Denver. He was the leading tackler on Philadelphia last year. Um, those are guys who are playing. But on offense, specifically Zilstra, so over the last four seasons in the NFL, Brandon Zilstra has caught uh, 30 balls for 414 yards. Pretty good average. Now, now good. selfishly... <laughs> selfishly and i think in sports in general the desires of the fans somewhat rarely align with what is best for the athletes but what does that do for like it's not a wasted career that guy has stayed and now he's on the lions practice roster so that guy's hung around in the nfl for five seasons in one way or another that's incredibly difficult and should be praised but dude, like, I, I, as a CFL fan, it's like, man, imagine what Zilstra would have been five, over the last five seasons in the CFL. Oh my gosh! Like how filthy <laughs> that would have been. You're just how filthy that would have been. And like, same with Deontay Spencer. Spent a couple of years in Denver as their uh, punt returner. I think he's now on the Jets practice roster, if I'm not mistaken. Um, same with Streveler. He's on the Jets practice roster now. Like, I'm never, you can't begrudge these guys for A, getting paid more, and B, pursuing what is their dream uh, to play at the NFL level. But, oh, that is just so frustrating. It's, it is, it is, it is one of the, it's me at my most selfish as a fan. I'm asking, I'm saying, God, please come take, less money like a much lot less like, money. like a lot less money like take take like but 20 i just want to see you play like chris streveler spending the next six years of his life on an nfl bench is is a travesty that would be an absolute travesty so well, that's that that's my for. last point on this that, whole what, thing by, by the time we're done with the cfl we're not going to have guys. We're gonna, it's going to grow the sport. I feel like, I, I, you know what? It's we're so close. I feel like everyone is right on the cusp. I was I was at a wedding this weekend, and I was talking to my buddies about the CFL, and you know everything just aligns. It's easy to pick up. There are, oh, there are only nine teams. Yeah, it's great. The season goes from May to November. Oh yeah, baseball sucks. Everyone hates baseball. Baseball's dumb. Baseball is great... pretty. Baseball is pretty sick last night. Baseball is not fun at all. It's just not true. <laughs> and if you're if you're like me, you've got an out now, right? You've got something to do, a sport to watch in the summer, and it's so easy. You have to keep track of just four games a week, and it, they're oh, all great it's, sometimes. It's incredibly, they're all great some experience. <laughs> and people, and the you know, my buddy was like. You know, that makes sense. It's in the summer. It's easy to pick up. You know, you don't necessarily need to, to track everything. One thing that I really like is that, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's it's accepted that we don't need to fill the space. Uh, you know, we don't need 24-hour CFL news. So a lot of the guys are doing hockey, are doing U sports, are doing... Um, you know, now they're talking NFL now. It's just yeah. it's very nice. It's very easy to get into. It's a great product. 
And I feel like just the evangelization has just got to continue. Yes. But the dam is ready to burst. Yes. I love this. This is a, That is a good way to end that segment. That's a great way to end that segment. <laughs> so let's talk league leaders, and then we'll get into our Week 19 preds. Uh, passing yards, MBT, 4,218. Rushing yards, Kadeem Carey, 949. Looking to eclipse 1,000 this week. Receiving yards, the Schoenster, 1,275. Like I said, in his past three weeks, the man has gone 158, 125, 162. Just this last week against Edmonton, seven receptions, 162 yards, three touchdowns. That's fucked. That is an unbelievable performance. And then sack-wise, Lorenzo Malden, still atop the list, still sitting at 14. So, with that said, boys, we are starting this off looking at Week 19 with a rematch of the Thanksgiving Monday game. Which, by the way, I had a turkey sandwich on uh, Thanksgiving Monday, but I felt a little hollow. I definitely didn't get to... <laughs> at, that, at the Boilo family wedding reception this weekend, though, we did have discussion of uh, of Thanksgiving, and that and that was pretty solid. So I gotta say, got some action in there. Um, but we have Montreal this time going to Ottawa. Ottawa somehow is still alive in the playoff hunt. <laughs> Incredible. Um, they're back. I want to them. The, I they're, they're my team. By they're the way. producing incredible content. <laughs> they the, if you. All right, if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you've seen it. But if you have not seen Bob Dyson's post-game you're talking to other than people who listen to this podcast. Post-game speech, the dude says fuck ten times. It's just going off his rocker. Who's this? Bob Dice, that new head, the interim head coach. And that. everybody's just like, roll the dice, roll the dice. That Ottawa locker room is fucking electric. I was like... I, I went on, a, you know, what was that, two weeks ago, last week, when I was like, they sucked me in with all their video production. They've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> this damn team. But did it seem, well, I guess I'll talk about it. Tyler, you are kicking us off. Who is going to win this game? All that hoorah. It's the Montreal Alouettes. I, I mean, Trevor Harris had his, I, I think, the most yardage he's had in the game all season. Didn't throw a pick. 30 of 38. I don't get why they lost. <laughs> strange. It's I weird think was the roll of the dice. I think the team, like... They dealt with so many injuries throughout I, the game. Yeah, yeah. Acklin, Deadman, and Powell all went down. Yeah. I think it's just like... They... Paul LaPolice was the last vestige of the old... Montreal, the pre-Burke, pre-Gowdy. Although I guess Gowdy was still there, but really it seemed like Gowdy got involved with the hiring of Burke, and lots of roster turnover, and and the the last vestige of. You know, not that they're like not that they're out of the woods yet, but the pre-vest the last yeah. vestige of the dog days of the Montreal mm-hmm. or the. Ottawa Red Blacks left with Paul LaPolice and they finally had the new lease on life. Okay, we're finally, we're in. We're rolling the dice. It, yes. it, was, just, it was just electric. The energy was there. Yeah, the energy was there. They never quit. Never yeah. quit, which is lovely. Um, 
So Tyler, yeah, but I, Monsh- I, the Montreal Alouettes are the better team. I'm not going to pick Ottawa to, to, Peter, to do this. Peter twice, is twice picking the Alouettes. Yeah, I am picking the Alouettes as well. I think that the injuries on Ottawa's side is going to hurt them more long term. This game, um, I think that although I will say I was you know a little bit disappointed in terms of the stand back comeback. But okay, now he's got okay, a game under his belt. Let's temper expectations till he's had a, at least a few games. No. I refuse. <laughs> I need my man to go for well, a, the first carry so, of the game. So, he so, bounced so it out to the outside. To the first carry of the game, when he bounced it out, I was like, oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but yes, I have the outs. Uh, they're the better team. They are the better team. Um, and I think that this is something they, they obviously need to win this one, uh, get themselves uh, just humming before the playoffs and before their head-to-head against Toronto. Matt? I've got the Alouettes. Yeah. That's, that's, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. I've got the, the Alouettes to win the game. That makes sense. Okay, <laughs> moving on, we have... The Hamilton Tiger Cats, who won, by the way, which I did predict, uh, against the Calgary Stampeders in Calgary. Um, Peter is taking the Stampeders, um, and I am also going to take the Stampeders. Um, I don't feel like this one's uh, particularly controversial. I will actually be shocked uh, if one of you picks the Ticats. Um, Calgary's much better, and Hamilton stinks, so that's that. Yeah, Matt. Uh, for me, for me, uh, yeah, I pick Calgary at home, chasing a uh, a home playoff uh, for the first round. So, yeah, they they've got they're motivated. Um, they're gonna get after it. Calgary is good. I'm also picking Calgary. Calgary is good. <laughs> that that is just such a sound sound way to pick games. It is. Know, X think- team is good. Y team is bad. Pick X. Um, Which brings us to Toronto Edmonton. I think this is a tough one. Uh, I think this is a tough one. I just, let's just see. This is a trap game. Matt, 100% trap game. Huge trap game for Toronto. Uh, Let me me just take a peek at my standings here. Are they locked in as the one? That since since Montreal lost, no, they're, they've clinched the playoff berth. So they clinched the playoff berth. Are you sure they're not locked in as the one? No, I look at it right here. They're just an X. Uh, so what they've got? If they win this, they lock the, the one. They win this, they lock the one on the East. Yeah, so this is yeah. this is so they got they got motivation. Down. They got motivation. Okay, yeah, because that's a how, less when, of a trap. Yeah, when Toronto has things to play for, that's when they play their best. <laughs> yeah, that's Tyler, what we've learned this season. Would make you think we were better off. I am gonna. I I think Edmonton um, stinks out loud. That's an interesting thought. I think they're I think they're they're terrible, and I know they played uh, the the jug last week. Um. Uh, in in Winnipeg, but they got lit up by second and third string Bombers players. Like wow. they really got wow. <laughs> Not for most of the game. For most of the game, it was first string. 
And then they're like, okay, let's put the scrubs in there. That's because Winnipeg, Winnipeg was like, let's make sure we paddle these season stats so we can get like top top running back, top wide receiver, <laughs> top quarterback in yardage. <laughs> like they just they just can't, yeah. Not I mean it's weird that Winnipeg has such a deep team. Yeah, which is so just terrifying, of course. That's so lame. I hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but Edmonton really got shellacked yeah, by the best team hammered. in the league. They got hammered. But, yeah, I think Edmonton stinks. God. Tyler? Uh, yeah, I'm picking – I picked – I'm the only one on – was I the only one on the pod who believed in Toronto last week? I believe I was. Was I on a limb on Toronto? I, I, I believe so. that's true. Peter, yeah. of course, did not make a pick. So, oh boy, we, can we talk about that real quick? No, there's nothing to no. talk about. He was in Vegas. I. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. He, okay. The games. Did, the games did not all of a sudden appear when he went to Vegas. He knows every week we have Preds. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this man. We, yes. We've been we've been doing it for eighteen weeks. We've known for seventeen weeks up to that week. He he knows to send in the Preds. At this point, you shouldn't have to ask. Let's just be. It is Think what of it what is. would happen if I didn't ask. We were, we were. I would like to let the audience know that we were benevolent, benevolent rulers. We let him pred Montreal, which was hilarious that Ottawa won. Yes, and we and we and <laughs> we, we gave, all got that wrong based on his predding policy of never picking against Winnipeg. We we gave him Winnipeg as well, just because as out of fairness, he would not have picked uh, Edmonton. Um, I'm picking Toronto. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Toronto. Come on, yeah. you you already know this. Peter is taking Toronto as well. Um, but I am taking the Edmonton Elks. Just a, uh, you're just you're just you're just yeah, trying to, to this is a this is a pride thing for you now. You know you're not gonna, you know you're not going to win you know you're not going to win preds. Now you're just Certainly you're not your, prideful. It is heels. more naive and uh dreaming. It's not I'm, naive. You're 18 weeks into the season. It'd be naive I if want, you pred it'd be naive to pred them week 1 next year. I want to see the Elks win you know you a want to. You want to. You know what it is? It's, John, this this is a, a fair weather fan to the max. You would you abandon your team in their time of need when you felt that it was necessary for you to win the Pred Pool. I didn't abandon And now that them. you cannot win the Pred Pool, you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, the guy whoa, who never preds against whoa. Edmonton. I'll pick whoa, up. Whoa, it's, whoa, a, whoa. it's a shtick. I it like is it, not it's anything shtick. like that. Last week, it's not I picked like Hamilton. Trust hold him. up, hold up. It's Let me explain like myself. That. Last week, what I did picked you say Hamilton. from the Elks? Oh my goodness, Tyler! <laughs> Last week, I picked Hamilton, and my reasoning was I wanted them to win, and I needed them to win, and they won. So I've got a little bit of luck coming from that alley. Uh, so I'm transferring that onto Edmonton and saying that I want them to win. A couple reasons: one, it prevents Toronto from sealing the deal in the East. And so it really adds some gravitas to that final two-week showdown between Montreal and Toronto. So that helps me in an entertainment-wise. Number two, I want BC, when they play uh, in week 20, I believe, to win that game against Edmonton. So I know Edmonton's not going to win that one. So this is Edmonton's last chance that I'll be rooting for for them to win um, at home. And so I'm going to pick them and just go out on a limb and uh, see what happens. I think there's a good chance um, that Toronto turns them over upwards of three times um, and wins by 20 points. But I I would like to see Edmonton win, so that's where I'm going to pred this week. 
It's good. I like it. I love it. I think it's sound logic. Uh, and with that being said, we will move to the final game. I, I don't even know. I think Ottawa-Montreal's game of the week, just because there's stakes there. Um, BC-Winnipeg, yeah. though, is an interesting one because we're still figuring out where the West semifinal is going to be played. Um and I will say, before anybody makes their picks, know that this is going to be a good VA game. So yes, do with that what you will. <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Do with that what you will. Tyler, where do you see this? How do you see this one going? Winnipeg is out for blood again because they want to yes. win. They want to win every award possible. So uh, it's it's Winnipeg. Dalton Schoen is on another level right now. Um, Brady Oliveira is playing very well. Um, I will say, Brady Oliveira, good season. I mean, considering all the things that happened with Andrew Harris. Major this, turnaround. Major yeah, turnaround. For all the things that happened with Andrew Harris this, Harris this season, Brady Oliveira, great season. Uh, I think he's gotten better as the season went on, too, which is which is good, which is good for, good for them. Unfortunately, bad for the rest of us. Um, he's second in yards behind Kadeem Carey, only 30 yards behind him now. So, I mean... He's finding the end zone. He's catching passes too now. Uh, they, they just have, they just reloaded. It sucks. You know, they get rid of, yeah. you know, they lose Lawler and they have shown just step in and just absolutely just even do so much better than Lawler did last season. We didn't even talk about this. It's a good time, as good a time as any. So did you guys see the rumor that Lawler to the Bombers for a playoff run was going to happen until he broke his collarbone? No. Because the way his contract is structured, so he got 300000 from the Elks. But that was a lot of upfront money. So in terms of what's left to be paid out is actually very minimal. So he could have gone over to Winnipeg and they could have like easily worked his salary in. And supposedly that was set to happen and then he got injured and so it didn't. That's just, just terrible. That, that would have been so fucked. Like that would have been I I don't know I I would have been so angry if that happened. The best team in the league adds the best one of the best receivers in the league. Also weird that we didn't talk about Kenny Lawler in terms of NFL stuff, uh, but he's coming off a major injury and he's also 27 I think so. Kind of falls into line with people who we don't think is going to get a shot. But in terms of this game, I think B I think Winnipeg has one more. Balls to the wall week in them, which is this week. They then take their bye week, and then they rest their starters week 21. So this is their final hurrah to like make sure things are firing uh, before they you know, take things down a notch for the final two weeks heading into the playoffs. I think Winnipeg gets the job done. What did Peter say on this one? Peter said Winnipeg. I'm going to... I'm going to say that this is going to be the BC Lions game. It's going to be a good VA game. It is going to be a good VA game. I don't know what... You're going to regret this pick about like 10 minutes into the game, but yeah. Yeah, no, this is is a sound pred. A sound but incorrect pred. But my reasoning is that I, I don't know that... There, there's a full month until the West final. Yeah, and so it, I think it's, I think it's almost a, a situation where they actually are going to want to like give Zach 
and the boys a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a, a, a shake-off, a little rust buster in week 21. Because if they play hard this last game and then take uh, a that's bye. That's fair. And then, a, and then a, an off week, a playing off week, and then they have another bye for the semis, you know, that that's three weeks then until they, they get to play. So they might also play them for both games. You know, we're just... But I think, I think at least if they get into a dogfight, Winnipeg's going to be the one to let off the gas. And I think BC is is close enough and have enough um, have enough weapons to give Winnipeg some trouble. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Like, because I, I think that like Winnipeg is definitely to your point, like. I don't think that Winnipeg's in a position right now. Nobody's going to play through injury going forward for them. Right. Like, if you pick up a knock, you're done. Yep. Oh, uh, that's so interesting. But I just don't, I just don't, I just don't see BC like, oh, no. They just aren't There's what time. they were. You can change your pred. No, I will not do it. Winnipeg. <laughs> Winnipeg. It's Winnipeg. With that being said, let's move on to fantasy. Matt, take it away. Oh, boy. Let me pull this guy up. So, oh, yeah, as Tyler alluded to um, previously, he had an absolutely huge, huge week. The the biggest week of anyone uh, this year. Let me pull my leaderboard. I just want to make sure that's correct. By John, you actually had another. You you were very close, but he was point two points higher than John. Your highest total, which came in week nine. Uh, that's so disappointing. Um, so you have been dethroned at least uh, in the week. This three. is my dub for the year. I was. This was huge. I'm, so I'm not going to come back. I'm not coming back to win it. But this was for me to get. If I this is the high for the dude, season. This I, is, this dude, is this is going to come down to the wire. I, I will say, so. I will say, it made it made things it, your your worst week in a long time, which is to say, which is more of a testament to how good your team is that a bad week for you is sixty two, because a bad week for Matt and I is is fifties or forties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tyler, you had one hundred and fifteen point eight uh, behind Dalton Jones forty one point two, and Brady Oliveira's twenty four point seven. But like you said, Trevor and Dom and uh, James Butler also had great games uh, for me. I was on a, a anniversary trip with my beautiful wife, and so sorry, didn't get the memo that Devonte Williams was out. My bad, guys. Uh, how many points so, did Devonte Williams score? If, uh, or excuse me, how many points did Devonte Williams replacement score? Not very many. It wouldn't have been that big a difference. It was Powell, and yeah, um, yeah. So William Powell's back. He is, yeah. but he so, got hurt. He was back, yes. and then he wasn't. <laughs> so Devontae Williams was. is back, maybe. No, so I had, a, I had a, a, a rough outing from Greg McRae. Uh, but I had on the other side, for the rest of my players, some some actually good little good little weeks. So Nick Dembski, Eugene Lewis, uh, 22.4 and 25.8 points, and Zach Galeros, just, sh- just shy of 20. I was 80.5. Then John, you were 62.2. Don Jackson uh, got hurt. Didn't, uh, yeah. He is Adams. actually a healthy scratch, by the way. I want to clear that up. Don Jackson <laughs> has just been benched. Okay, that's because Wes Hills is an animal. 
Are you, like, you, you, you going to make, about, are you gonna make the move? Yeah, I mean, you got to make the roster moves. Wes, no, I'm just going to play carry. Okay. Wes Hills, which is great. Like, for a guy, for being from Portland, like, having a guy named Wes Hills is, like, perfect. <laughs> the, he is a human wrecking ball. Uh, Hamilton has found something. Um, a shame it came this late in the season, but that dude was absolutely filthy against Saskatchewan. Sorry. Go on. Uh, you had um, a good game, actually, out of Vernon Adams and a losing effort, and then Curly Gurley Jurley and Keon Hatcher, uh, just kind of, then Tim Weiswell, just kind of nothing performances. And then Toronto, which has netted you a ton of points, that defense only could manage six. So uh, how that leaves us now is, like Tyler said, very close. I don't know that Tyler can catch you, John. I don't think so, unless you just lay eggs the rest of the season. I'm 50 points back. So how it shakes out is, John, you're at 1406.4. I am 48.8 points back at 1356.6. John is, 140, Ty- John is 1406, so you're 50 points back. No, did, Tyler, do that math. 49.8. 49.8, sorry. Okay. Not 48.8, 49.8. And then, Tyler, you are a uh, little over, a little under uh, 28 points, a little over 28 points back from me. Um, it's tight. So, Tyler, I think you can definitely jump me. Especially, if, yeah, I could jump you if you have a, if if I have a decent week and you have a bad week. I'm, I'm one yeah, week away from second. Go off like this, but I think I don't know. I think if I was Winnipeg, I'd rest show. That's no, the person. No, I you cannot rest Sean. <laughs> you, you know, because you know you can't. Well, he's not going to want to be. Can't re- he, rest show. They're not going to rest him either because uh, because of how they the, are going to rest Dom, him. Because no, Dom Rimes' head coach is not named Dom. Dickinson. Dom he Rimes. actually tells his players what to do, and they do it. Dom Rimes is right there. <laughs> Dom Rimes is 34 yards behind uh, Dalton Schoen. Dalton Schoen wants the yardage title this season. He wants the touchdown title. He is going to keep playing. Probably not maybe the last week of the season, but he plays the next two weeks. And he plays a lot. Okay. Interesting. He probably has like maybe things in his contract, also given bonuses. based on just He's going to be playing. If he has not hit every bonus in his contract, I would be truly shocked. <laughs> if they were, like, getting to, dry there, the ink on his contract and they're like, Dalton, I think to get this uh, bonus, you're going to have to hit 1500 as a rookie. I've, I've, and question. he signed that. He question. should be benched. Question. Like, I think he's on, I have a, a, question. He's on no very close to a, no a rookie No one wants to answer my yes. question. No one There's no real big playing time incentives. No. no. Go ahead, Tyler. Uh, my question is: Do you do you get uh, f- money awards from the CFL for winning player awards? Are there any? Is there any financials tied to those? Uh, I'm sure this, some players may have that incentive built into their contract, but I don't know if it's an award. I don't know if whoever wins it gets money. Okay. I'm sure, like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Caleros has an MOP um, incentive. But I don't know if there's a direct award attached to, or a direct monetary value attached to the award. That would be interesting to look up. I don't think I don't think there is. I've never heard of that before in pro sports. <laughs> um, but that would be wild if there was. Should be. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 
kind of like a fight night bonus. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. All right. Well, do we have any final parting shots before we bid these fair people adieu? Uh, quick uh, saber metrics. John, you have a higher average score, which is obvious. You've got a higher score divided by the same number of weeks. Yes. I have a higher median score by almost a full point. So, What does that tell you? What's the, what's the mode? <laughs> uh, mode, I mode would not be would be all of them. I have not doubled up any specific score. What it does tell me, John, actually, is that I have more lower scores. Yeah, which I, I have a cluster of averages, and then I have lower scores that pushes that cluster up the the scale a little bit. Very interesting. Based on my very unscientific, just straight standard deviations, John, I think you have got it locked up. If you play out your average score, I don't want to. Ha- I don't want to continue this conversation. Even if, will, even if you, you eat, will win no. by one point one points compared to my one standard deviation above. You ready my for the? You ready score. for this, John? If you finish with your low score and Matt finishes with his middle score, you'll win by less than a point. Yeah, I guess for both of them. Like, you'll, win, yeah, so, you'll win by 0. 0.6 points. I don't like, want, I have, I don't want yeah, to think either, about it. If you are just normal, you win. You've got a very good chance. You win. Yeah. Let's see. And Tyler. I can catch you. I, Tyler, you, you, you and I. a huge injection, injection of life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this will be very interesting. I think there's. I think I have at least three weeks below 50 and that was really what submarine my season damn so close so close i had a good <laughs> i had a good stretch from week five to week 10 but yeah week 11 through week 14 was was rough but we're, we're sorry, back now that. we're back now we're playing we're playing well so all right well with that being said we send you off into the world to go enjoy week 19 of the cfl season um Come to us next week with listener questions sent to Shups and Preds uh, on Twitter and shupsandpreds at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to talk to you next week. Peace.